1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We'll look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm gonna bring in Pete right now. Pete, glad to have you with us this
2: week. Hey, hey Derek. I know there's no Kate, so I should be like, hey! But, uh... I also, I don't know if people can see it. If you're watching this on YouTube, I have a skeleton dance shirt. Um, I don't think we're covering that because we covered that last October with a bunch of shorts. And I think that's the one we're not going to cover. But in honor of the newly restored shorts, skeleton dance shirt.
1: Very good. And we've also got my fellow Donald nut, Steve, Steve. everyone. Yes, Donald's number one. Donald is number one. Donald gets the short end of the stick and is completely underrepresented. It's speciesism. <laughs>
2: so,
1: um, guys, if you have not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way you'll never miss any of our episodes. And we've got some fun ones coming up. So make sure you're on board with that. Okay. This week, Disney has released, and as part of their 100th anniversary, they're re- releasing four sets of restored classic Disney cartoons. Uh, this week uh, this week we're talking about the sh- series that came out first of July and the one that came out first of August. Um, a lot of them featured the Fab Five characters-ish, Fab Three, Fab Four. The Fab Four, because Daisy or Pluto both weren't part of it, depending on who you count as the fifth of the Fab Five. Right. Um, and as Pete says, the earliest one that they released on this set was the Skeleton Dance, but we already reviewed that last October for our Halloween show, so we're not going to talk about that here, but spoiler alert, we all liked it. It's a good cartoon. Go watch it. Okay? Pete, I'm going to start with you. They started with three, going in order, kind of. They started with three of the original black and white Mickey Mouse cartoons.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad I get to start with this because I think these of 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 the groupings we have, these as a whole were actually my favorites. Uh the three that they had were and I'm not going to n- know in year order, but it was uh Mickey's Steamroller uh which was Mickey runs a steamroller. Uh, Minnie is watching a couple of Mickey's nephews. The nephews go kind of crazy and they take over the steamroller, which wreaks havoc on the town. And Mickey tries to stop it. The second one is building a building, which is Mickey is also, I guess it wasn't a steamroller. It was a shovel, but anyways, it's, it's typical you know, cartoon building, they're building a constructing a a frame of a a slapstick. Yeah. And, uh, Minnie comes along, she's selling boxed lunches for 15 cents. And, uh, Mickey, admittedly, Mickey screws over Pete, peg leg Pete a few times and, and he, and he gets mad. And so they kind of fight and there's a lot of antics of course. And then the third one, which is barnyard Olympics, uh, covers uh, there's several events in this bonder at Olympics but the main one is a cross-country t- triathlon I want to call it because there's running there's horse and boat yeah. there's boating there's biking um, and um, there's a cat but it's not Pete the cat it's a different cat uh, and Mickey is is racing and again antics occur so <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the order of those three uh, The um, order of those is actually in the reverse order of what you said Okay, so Barnyard Olympics first Then You're the building Then the, the steamroller the the okay. yeah. um, But they're all early uh, 30s, I would say I don't think yes. any of them were from the 20s right. Um, And I have to say to me These were a lot of fun They were, um, you know, the early um. Mickey Mouse cartoons were very what Walt would say, gag centric, right? Lots of <laughs> lots of sight gags, lots of sound gags, um, and these three were all that. Um, of the three, I think I liked building the building, building a building, the best of the three. Um, but they're all they were all a lot of fun. I hadn't seen any of these before uh, myself, and I so I really enjoyed them. I don't mind black and white for shorts and you know they definitely you know these are ones old enough that it was Walt doing the voice of Mickey though he didn't talk a lot in any of them right. particularly but you know it was, it was back when we had Walt voicing Mickey and just very very classic classic Mickey Mouse Um what do you think Steve did you like
3: did
2: you um, enjoy I these did three? like them
3: I enjoyed them um, what I sort of liked is it's the era where Mickey Mouse is not necessarily the nice, sweet mouse that we see later on, he sort of has an edge to him. I mean, in, in some of it, that's what I found, found fascinating, especially when we watched the one documentary showing the the evolution of Mickey Mouse and how Mickey Mouse changed over the times. Um, I'd say my favorite out of that one was probably the Olympics one, the first one that, that was what was my favorite one. So that's that's what I would say. I mean, they weren't my favorite out of the bunch that we watched. I definitely have my 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 go-to character, but they were very enjoyable.
1: Derek, what would you say? Um yeah, I enjoyed them. I would say I would agree with you, Steve, that I like the Olympics one best. Now, that's partially coming from me as a former track athlete. So I do appreciate that that humor. Um
2: what I picture I'm you noticed. as the wiener dog there, Derek. <laughs>
1: huh? I picture you as the wiener dog. No wiener dog. Sure. when you were young I haven't been that skinny since like (laughs) ever so but what I really noticed is a yeah they couldn't have they couldn't have Pete be the bad guy because how's Pete going to be in a running race (laughs) I mean realistically Um, but there were definitely some gags on there that especially of those three that you wouldn't put in shows in shorts today necessarily just some of the, some of the, I don't want to call it abuse, but some of the, the rough, the rough gags, you know, hitting people with the bricks and all, throwing bricks at everybody and all that kind of stuff was probably would probably not be in a lot of cartoons today. What I really noticed watching these is I would love to go back and see how the originals looked and how much. They basically re—it looked like on some of them they essentially redrew the lines, especially on like Mickey's head, were so clean and so starkly colored compared to some of the, some of the backgrounds and such. Uh, I really noticed it on building a building and steamroller um, that it looked like they had super sharpened Mickey. And I would be interested to in see the process that they used on those, whether they actually did have to go back and retrace a lot of that, or if they could just do it in computers, or how they did. I would, I would love to see a documentary on how they have restored all of these different cartoons. Yeah. Um, the other part that was interesting to me, just from a technical aspect, was the use of some of the sepia tones. Um, and how accurate is that to how when they were originally shown? Because uh, especially on, I think, again, I think it was on building the building. I really noticed there was a lot of that sepia tan, different shades, and whether they would have used that on the original prints or whether it would, truly, would have been more of a grayscale. So from a technical aspect, that's what I really noticed on, this, on these. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was great to hear Mickey um had the traditional lines, the oh boy and all those kind of lines that I would almost be willing to bet they reused some of those audio clips again and again and again and again. I'm not sure he actually would have record, re-recorded them for every right. cartoon. I also yeah. noticed that they used a lot of public domain music. Um Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. using yeah. Stars and Stripes Forever in um, I think it was the Olympics one where they had the marching band going back and forth and how they did it and they did it in skeleton dance, the repeat of some of the animation, how it would go one way. And then you could l- tell they literally flipped it on the right, loop to right. yeah. go back. So just some of the, some of the technical stuff is what I really noticed about the old black and white stuff. So, so you're talking about some of the stuff
2: that was that, like you wouldn't expect today. The biggest thing that hit me was in building a building. There was a scene when Mickey was rescuing, Minnie from Pete, and Pete gets Mickey on the ground, and he's pounding Mickey in the face. Uh-huh. And, I'm,
1: yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, ah, that's kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, it is not nearly as rough as some of the new Mickey Mouse's that they came out with. Well, this is true. Oh, this no. is true. This is the <laughs> but... Mickey, and this is the you know. How does that connect to some of the current the? Well, I guess they're not current anymore because they've ended the series. Uh, the the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse, the new look. Right. Mickey. Yeah, I'm surprised and that they ended that already. That was terrible, but they're also it's, it's also, another discussion. It's also <laughs> what they used for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So, right. yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that ends up. Oh, right. The next set of videos was uh, featured Figaro the cat um, as Minnie Mouse's cat. Uh, the first one was. Uh, bath day. I think it is bath time. Bath day. Uh, where literally she's trying to she starts with her trying to give Figaro a bath, and then him going out and getting teased by a bunch of cats because he has a bow around his neck, which that didn't hold up that well. Um, just as as far as you know, teasing him for looking so girly because he has the bow around his neck, right? That did not hold up well. Um, but then it's all about him getting dirty and having to have another bath and the cycle repeating but to me the beginning of this one where it was him kissing at her and swiping at her and not wanting to get in the bathtub that were some of the best sight gags that we saw of out of any of these just because being able to do all that stuff without any words is almost the is you can see why these late 40s ones, mid to late 40s cartoons, were some of the apex of the Disney short animation. So, um, then the other one was Sylvester and Tweety, I mean, Figaro and Frankie. Um, it was it was an early, it was a Sylvester and Tweety that wasn't nearly as funny. And it was a Tom yeah. and Jerry that wasn't nearly as funny. Yeah. So, He's after this bird because it won't stop singing because he wants to take a nap, which I can totally relate to. Anyone who has kids can totally relate to that. Um, Or birds. And then it's him going after the bird and Minnie getting on him for going after the bird and then the dog that Spike, the dog that wasn't Spike, the dog um, comes in and eventually he and the bird make up because he saves the bird, etc. 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 I said, to me, it was the sight gags in these of being able to do all the stuff without... it really hard to get back to the old silent movies of having to do all this stuff without having all the dialogue. So, to me, these two really worked. Pete?
2: Um, I would... I would agree they worked okay. Um, totally agree with your assessment that I, I very much grew up on... Um, Warner Brother Looney Tunes and Frankie and Figaro again. I I hadn't seen either of these two at least mm-hmm. in a long, long time. I didn't remember Frankie and Figaro at all. That to me, it was like, yeah, it was like cheap knockoff Tweety and Sylvester, and it didn't really work for me. I didn't think yeah. it was particularly funny. Um, the bath time one was was much better. Um, I there was enough gags in there that that hit well that I thought, and the animation was was pretty good quality for the most part too. Um, so of the two, I did enjoy bath time yeah. more. The, the The other one it just pale. It was, you know, it's again, it's 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 comparison. It right. wasn't that it was bad, but it just
1: was didn't not, work like Tweety yeah. and Sylvester ever did. So, and I will Steve, say, was what was about you? By, oh. I will say it was say, we'll say, interesting by this point. You're into the more modern Minnie Mouse. Yes, Uh, right. Because these were put out in 46 and 47. So you are post-World War II Mickey, who is the suburbanite, much more a human with a mouse head, much more round features. So it is the more modern look to Minnie. And and Minnie is not... Minnie could be anybody in
2: these shorts. She yes. does I mean she has lines, but she's not doing anything that
1: makes you think Minnie. She's just And she's not as funny as the grandma in the Sylvester and Tweety. Right. Yeah.
3: So I agree with both of you. And when I saw it, I went, Oh, Sylvester and Tweety, which is so much better. Um, I did find it fascinating that Figaro is voiced by Clarence Nash, who also does mm. Donald Duck. There was one quick li- little moment, and I went, "That's Donald Duck." So I had to do, are... do a quick, yeah. <laughs> I had to do a quick Google search to make sure I was hearing correctly. Um, I did. I think bath, t- bath time was better than
1: Figaro and yeah. whatever. What was the bird's name? Uh, Frank. Frankie. Yes. So, Did anyone else think that Frankie looked like the... Remember at the beginning of Mrs. Doubtfire when he's doing the voiceover for the bird? Yes, now that you say that. Looked like Frankie from this. I don't remember it well enough, so... Okay. yes, I'll believe you. (laughs) Okay, the next set of cartoons is Donald Duck. As you can tell, Donald holds a special place in Steve and I's heart. Steve, what did we have for the Donald Duck cartoons?
3: Um, so I'm going to go in the order from the least the one I liked the least up to the one I liked the most. Starting off with Flying Chilopi. Um, Interesting facts first is um, this was directed by Dick Lundy and it was la- his last Disney cartoon before he moved over to doing Woody Woodpecker cartoons. So if any yeah. interesting. Interesting fact, yeah. If you look at Ben the Buzzard and then go look at Woody Woodpecker card, there was Buzz the Buzzard and they look very similar. Um, this one was okay. Um, as I was as looking, I read some comments of um, Ben the Buzzard is not a very nice he's pure evil, he wants to kill Donald. <laughs> um, I just think. Donald does better when he's sort of matched equally and he gets frustrated, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. Um, it was okay. Again, there were some really good sight gigs with this. I mean, not a lot of words had to be said. Um, so I'd say that moving on then cousin Gus. Um, so if you follow, it's no correct. Um, the creator of the trying to expand sort of the deck Cause there's also mm-hmm. the con- Donald Duck comic books. Um, this one was good. I get a lot of good, funny sight gags with Gus, who eats everything in sight, even though he doesn't eat much. Um, and Donald increasingly getting frustrated. Um, interesting fact I learned about this one. It is the first program to be tele, reshown on television. So it had been shown in the theaters and a week later it was shown on television. So it was the first reshown program in the US. And it was fascinating. But my favorite. Is Donald's nephews, and I think that's where Donald does really well when he's paired with his nephews. Um, interesting that Clarence Nash actually does all the voices in this one, so he does both the nephews in that. Um, just how Donald increasingly gets frustrated, and sort of that battle of wits between them. Again, a lot of great sight gags. Um, going to um, sort of the hot volcano mustard. And really, like you said before, not a lot a lot of dialogue happening in the in thing. It's all a lot of sight gags. Um, him reading and trying to figure out what to try next and trying and not succeeding. And then um, the reason why I love Donald is his personality. I think there's a bigger personality and his frustrations and stuff. So oh, yeah. and it was the first person uh, first appearance of the nephews. So they went on to many more shorts, but the first time we saw his nephews. And then, of course, the other fact I really like—it's usually a trivia I ask people—is we learn that Donald Duck has a sister, actually a twin sister, named Dumbella.
2: Yes. Didn't they later change that name though?
3: Um, there's a couple of different names, yeah, that she goes yeah. by.
1: But-, but originally, it was Dumbella. Yes. Right. yes, it's a terrible name. It is a terrible <laughs> who, name. Who would well, name your child that? Oh, but I think she thinks her. She thinks the nephews are such angels, and she's Dumbella. And the she the gal the girl her the sister who thinks the aunt that who thinks that Gus doesn't eat much is an, another one of those like obviously she's not very smart type types names right so um I would kind of agree with you Steve as far as the order of these especially the lowest one for me was the flying jalopy. I will say I did watch this with my wife, who is a pilot. She enjoyed flying jalopy just because, again, some of the airplane sight like gags. But I kept thinking back to. Honestly, it was um, plane crazy where a lot of the gags and then also a lot of the gags were had already been done, were uh, had already been done or were done again. I think it was probably were done or right around the same time was was Goofy's How to Fly did a lot of the same gags, the wings coming off, the turning on its side, et cetera. So, um, the, uh, Cousin Gus one, I love because of its obvious reference to Harpo Marx down to the fact that he communicates by honking. Um, and I mean, he, they do the, the, you know, eating everything in sight and, you know, doing all the different st- 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 stunt gags, essentially, while still being mute as Harpo Marks did. I just got a huge Harpo Marks feel with Cousin Gus. Uh, the cousins, I think of all of the ones with he and his cousins, I think this is probably my least favorite. And the nephews is probably my least favorite. I will say I got a feeling as as a teacher when he's reading the book on what to try with the kids it reminds me of all those, how to teach books that never work <laughs> or parenting books that never work. And I will say, I think Donald works best as the antagonist, um, which is, I think why another reason why flying jalopy doesn't work is in that he's the good guy and it doesn't work. You're, he's the one you're rooting for in that one. Gus was kind of middle of the road, but in reality yeah. it's fun to watch him lo- the, f- the fun part about Donald is to watch him lose his temper. Right. That's why these are so, yeah. the nephew ones are so great, that's why the Chip and Dale ones are so great, so great. Um, but I mean, these worked two of them I knew from before, the the cousin Gus and the Donald's nephews yeah. neither one of them are in my top ten probably Donald Duck cartoons of all time but it was nice to see him represented. I know in the later series, we do get he and Chip and Dale in there. So that is coming up, but for the most part, these work didn't have anything that was really a, uh, but um, yeah, for the most part, they work Pete. Um,
2: yeah, I would probably put them in the same order as you guys. Um, I, I totally agree that like the, 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 um, flying Jalopy was like, like, why is Donald this like innocent rube? This is not Donald. So I thought that That'd was a goofy. little bit odd, and um, you know, and and again, the the protagonist or the antagonist trying to basically kill him was <laughs> was a, was a little bit much. Yeah. Um, I didn't I didn't really care for the Gus one that much either. I thought it was a little bit one note. Um, of the three, I definitely liked the the nephews one, even though I I, what you just said there at the end is totally what I agree. with. I like Donald best when he's not going too far in being a jerk, but like he's the kind of the he's the jerk. Right. Yeah. He's, a, he's a little bit of a jerk. And then he gets his come up comeuppance and not as much with this nephews one. The nephews right from the start were being the jerks and he was just trying to, you know, keep them under control. It still worked. It was funny. Um, and I definitely think being the first time that Huey, Louie and uh, Dewey and Louie show up makes it worthy of, you know, putting out in this collection. Definitely for sure. Um, so yeah, I agree though. Of of the three, that one's the closest to what I think of
1: as, oh, this is classic Donald. So yeah. yeah. Totally, um, I will say probably my favorite Donald and the nephews has got to be Donald Snow fight. Oh, I don't uh, yes, want to say that. There. A great one. Yeah, yeah. But again, Donald's yeah. the bad guy in that one. Donald's the jerk in that one. So
2: yeah, well, like the Halloween one, we we did oh, yeah. we watch the yeah, Halloween yeah. one yes. with the nephews last time, yeah. and they're just trying to trick or treat at first, and then he's being a jerk, and yes. then he gets his. The, you know, in the end, they they do beat him up or whatever, right. but but at least he's you know they're starting out as being well behaved and then they become bad because he's bad so yeah All right
1: totally agree um okay last group of cartoons we had on here were goofy cartoons um there were they were three i would call classic goofies just because they're ones that you've seen a lot to me um we had uh, Goofy and Wilbur, which is where he goes fishing with the grasshopper from Grasshopper and the Ants, but it's 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 the grasshopper that's his pet grasshopper. It's he he cherishes him, etc. You've got Goofy in um, Goofy's Gymnastics, which was from nineteen forty nine, which was one of the, pretty much one of the last how to Goofy cartoons. Because uh, the peak how-to Goofy cartoons came out during World War II. They were 42, 43, 44, which is where, you know, the basketball, the football, all of those came out. The skiing ones. Mm-hmm. Then you also had uh, Goofy's Aquamania, which actually came out in 1961, which is by far the latest of any of these. Mm-hmm. And it was one where there was a little bit of a goofy renaissance going on about then because you had him in that you had him then in a couple of the different freeway automotive ones where they then turned those into programs for, um, I probably by that point, wonderful world of color on NBC being in the sixties. So I would say of these, None of them are my favorite Goofies at all. Um, for the record, Walt Disney could not stand Goofy because yeah. he saw them because he saw them as a step backwards because they were all these simple. They were all just nothing but a line of gags, and there was no story to them. There was no any kind of development throughout the thing. It was just. And think about the how to ones were literally nothing but a series of. How can Goofy screw up next? Right. Yeah. So, and I will say of the three of these, the one that probably worked best as a story was Goofy and Wilbur, just because it talked, you know, went through the day of fishing with him and how he cared about Wilbur. Um, you saw some of the early gags as far as like Goofy running along with the stork, the big windmill feet, and all that kind of stuff. That was some of the early physical gags that Goofy did. Mm-hmm. Because again, he had not done all of his how-to cartoons. Um, I missed in the goofy gymnastic, I missed the the famous goofy goofy narrator voice that was in all the goofy how-to's that you would think should be in this one. Because this was a goofy how-to, this was how to do gymnastics, essentially. Right. But it was a record player instead of right. voiceover, yeah. So and then the Aquamania one. I don't know if you guys have ever watched some of the Warner Brothers cartoons, the Looney Tunes from like the 70s and 80s that they don't quite look right. They don't quite feel right. They don't quite sound right. That was Aquamania for me. Mm-hmm. It's Goofy looked a little weird, but. Um, Interesting fact, the guy who voiced Goofy's son, who was not Max, was Kevin Corcoran, who was Francis in um, Swiss Family Robinson. He was the little kid in Swiss Family Robinson. He was the little kid in Old Yeller. It's uncredited, but he is the one that voiced Goofy's dad for those for that cartoon. Goofy's son for that cartoon. So... Overall, I like as general goofy ones. You ones you don't have, typically have to think too much about. If I'm choosing three goofies to pick for it, I might choose Goofy and Wilbur because that's a good early one. The other two are not ones I pick. Okay. Pete, what were your thoughts?
2: Um, I agree. I found the uh, the Aqua Aquamaniacs. So there was a certain point, and I think it started with 101 Dalmatians, where they changed their animation style so that you get a lot more dark lines. Right. Um, and they were able to use, like, photocopy. It I wasn't photocopies, but they were able to, like, they found a way to make animation cheaper. And, it and came out the same year um, as 101 Dalmatians so right and this and it clearly used that same animation style as 101 dalmatians and aristocats and basically everything going forward from 101 dalmatians and um i it's fine for those movies but i think i totally agree with you it feels wrong for this because Mm -hmm. it doesn't match the classic the classic ones i and i thought the 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 gags here felt that one felt kind of tired. I agree. To me, that was the weakest of the two. I enjoyed the other two fine. Um, I liked uh, the one with Wilbur, and that it just it wasn't just Goofy falls down over and over again. Um, but the 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 gymnastics one is also that that one of the three to me is the classic of yes. of the bunch that I remember. I think I even had a uh, was a ViewMaster. Oh, uh-huh. remember yeah. the remember the ViewMaster? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. I had that one. Oh, on yeah, the ViewMaster. Stronger. So, um, so yeah, I liked I, I liked the Goofy and Wilbur and and the gymnastics one quite a bit. The other one, ne-ne. what about you, Steve?
3: Um, I agree. I, I my favorite growing up was the How to Goofies. Um, one reason why I love Goofy Sky School in California Adventure sort of follows that same thing: How to Fly. Um, great, great ride right away. I think totally undergraded.
1: So did um, the original Barnstormer.
3: Yes. Um, I like You agree with you, Derek. I think the one best over story is Goofy and Mulder. Has a great over story. Um, the how-to, not really a story. It's just Goofy having one mishap after another. And then the last one, I think, agree. I think it's such a change in animation after watching the other two but I find it fascinating as the time period goes on how they change the animation sort of try to fit the current vibe of what was going on in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. But Goofy would be my second top character way below though. (laughs) I agree with that,
1: yeah. Especially if you get some of the the World War II Goofies, the how-to Goofies. Yeah. Generally,
2: I like... Goofy's below Mickey to, to me. I I'm not as big a Donald Duck fan as the two of you, but I do agree like the very top-tier uh Disney cartoons are the Donald, the great, the best yeah. Donald Duck ones. Yeah. Yes. Um and with, you know, the ones with Chip and Dale with Spike, and I mean a bunch of other ones too. But I always I always like Goofy best when he's with Mickey or Donald and not just on his own, so um that, that, it, it, again some of the hard how to ones they are classics for sure, but i have I have a lower tolerance for a lot of goofy, <laughs>
1: yeah, and you you can't watch a ton of goofy in a row, right because they all get to look to be the same it yeah was, they're all they're all, yeah, yeah, what was interesting to me was. With the Figaro ones, do you notice he had the Figaro theme a Figaro theme song in yeah. both of them? Um, the Donald ones were early enough because you know there's the Donald Duck theme song, you know, you know, who gets stuck with all the bad luck, no, no luck. one <laughs> but Donald Duck. Duck. Yep. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get we didn't get that once. Because that started in 47. Okay. And all of these were All these were actually pre or early World War II. Um, And you can tell kind of that the the jalopy one was 1943. It was right in the middle of war production because Mm. the animation didn't look as good. Yeah. So uh, we are not going to give these Pixie Dust ratings just because they are all so different. But I loved seeing the variety of animation, especially because for the most part, I watched them kind of in order of when they came out and just watching the different animation styles as it goes forward. As we get into our second set, we're going to do the second set probably in mid to late October. That's going to have an early Oswald. That's going to have the first Alice cartoon. Mm. So, and we'll really be able to see there. To the Donald and Chippendale is going to be the latest coming out of that set. The Donald and Chippendale and that's coming out of that is Chips Ahoy comes that came out in '56. So it will go from 1927 to 1956 on that. So it will definitely be a case of being able to truly see the whole gamut of it. We're going to have a couple of silly symphonies in that next set. There's going to be just lots of different. It's a bigger variety in that second set. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: oh, hey. I I look forward to these though because I oh, yeah. really enjoy going back and looking at the the old cartoons, and I kind of wish they would do a, like a group of these every year. I mean, I know they're yeah. supposedly doing this for the hundredth, and that's mm-hmm. it's great that they are, but I kind of wish they would, mm-hmm. you know, maybe every three months, just say, okay, we're gonna re- we're gonna release, you know, six to eight. Yeah, uh, premieres or whatever yeah. you want to call it they don't even have to whatever yeah yeah they don't even have to refurbish them i don't even care right. but but
1: you know give me give me Featured. some old classics yeah i will say a lot of the old classic donalds and a lot of the old classic goofies are already on the service they are on there yeah so yeah
2: and but they could even they could even re-release them i'm, I'm yeah. just saying uh, like feature put them, put put them out and feature them yeah. And cause a lot of them are hard to, I mean, you got to dig down to get to these a lot yes. of times I find, and I really wish they would make it. So you had a, and, and maybe I'm just missing it, but there should be a place on the page that you can just go to and say, okay, I want classic Disney shorts and they're just all there. And there isn't that, that I'm aware not, of. You gotta, not that's easily found. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The easiest way to find is find one and then, look at the look at yes
1: or search a character yeah then you can go in so i don't know if you search goofy you will get all the goofy cartoons that are on there you search donald you will find all the donald cartoons that are on there and you can just go through and i wish there was a way because when you're done watching one cartoon it will recommend like eight others right i wish there was a way that if you're watching Donald Duck cartoons, it would go ahead and list all the Donald Duck cartoons. That would be as nice. As the as the suggested, rather than just yeah. select them. Because it's the same selection over and over and over and over again. Right. And you can't yeah. get to some of the more obscure stuff. Yep. So okay. Gonna bring in our producer, Gina. Because hey guys!
4: It is Star Wars time! Yay! But real quick, I do want to say that Disneyland for the 60th did Wednesdays with Walt, and I got to see a lot of these in the Opera House. Oh, nice. So they, yeah. So I was as you're talking, I'm like I've seen that before. And they also did like these old movies, like these Cupid. They were like Cupid dolls, and they were water babies. It was a whole other set of cartoons yeah. that Walt had done. Mm. So anyway, thought, okay. oh, I've seen these before. Anyway. Let's so, talk
1: Rebels. Let's talk Star Wars <laughs> Rebels. We watched season three, episode one, which was the introduction of Grand Admiral Thrawn, the blue dude who's going to be our main bad guy in Ahsoka. He's, a big or at bad. least we're assuming he's the main bad guy in Ahsoka because he's the villain we that's been featured. And yeah, we saw him. And season four, episode 10, which Steve, I know you've been going through these, but spoiler alert.
4: <laughs> la, 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 yeah.
1: The Jedi dies. Kanan. Kanan dies and sacrifices himself for. The rest of the group. Now, my biggest issue with that, having gone and watched Mandalorian season three, mm-hmm. if Grogu can completely stop Flame, <laughs> why can't he?
4: Well, did you we George Bad Batch? No. Okay. He's the he's the young Jedi that escapes. So he didn't finish his training. Neither he has was...
1: Grogu. Neither Grogu had what? Two weeks? Three well, weeks gro- Grogu just had Grogu's to wait for the... Grogu yeah. had
2: to Grogu had to wait for the fi- just wait for the fire to die down. So he yes. just had to protect his little sphere. Yeah. Kanan oh. was trying to both stop the flame and, and propel them. Yeah. them off. And it was a big explosion, too. I mean, it it blew up the whole thing. The whole thing blew up. Yeah. yeah. So so okay. uh, but
4: Caden is Caleb Dune, just so you guys know. Get that?
2: <laughs> yeah, he's in the, he's in, if you watch the first episode of Bad Batch, he's yeah. the little kid in the first episode that of Bad escapes. Batch.
4: That oh. escapes.
1: Yeah. Okay. He's the one Jedi that escapes. Yeah, sure.
2: That so. Hunter, I think, saves. I think.
4: Yeah. Hunter saved him. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. From so, across, across what? Hat. what's so. going to be really good with Ahsoka is that we have Hera, who was the one that was held captive and that who they were trying to save.
1: Right, yeah. She'll
4: she'll be with Ahsoka. We have Sabine. We have Ezra. So we knew Kanan didn't make it because he's not in the he's not in the he's not yeah, in the trailers trailer. at all. In the yeah.
1: Trailer, but he could have shown up. He could have well it's Freddie
4: Prince Jr. voiced, so I don't know that they could get such a big name to uh reprise. His role.
2: Dawson, so <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah they 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 got kind of And the the, big names. The girl that's playing um, Hera is Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who's not nobody. But um, yeah, I think uh, again these two episodes. um, It's a good introduction of Admiral Thrawn. Uh, Mm -hmm. Again, I think I said this in previous weeks. He's to me a very interesting Star Wars villain in that he's the intellectual, which is the opposite of almost every other Star Wars Mm -hmm. villain, which is just kind of brute force um so it makes it makes for an interesting character uh you know if you if you end up deciding to watch all of rebels and again gene and i would both <laughs> recommend, recommend it to anybody uh of of the animated shows this is the by far the best um you know you see the rebels be defeated by Thrawn because he outsmarts them um the episode right before this one we watch season 4 episode 10 um the uh the the rebels have been on back on Lothal with Lothal where they started and they plan an attack from uh, an attack on the blockade or whatever and basically admiral Thrawn out outsmarts them they they destroy the whole the whole attack force and you know and Hera crashes and she gets captured and so that's where the the episode ten picks up is them rescue trying to rescue Hera, they succeed, and but in the process again, uh, you know, Kanan is killed. Um, you know, in the end, this show is really, in my view, it's really Ezra and then maybe Sabine's story. They're the two characters that have the biggest arc throughout this series. Um, you know, we're we're ta- we're looking at it from the Ahsoka standpoint because we're preparing for the show. But those are really the characters that this show is about and that go through uh growth throughout the series. And um and so I think killing Kanan is about
4: well Ezra has to grow as a Jedi. Right. And what I think so when we finish, we're not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the rest of Rebels for you, but when you see the ending of Rebels, you'll know why Ahsoka starts where it starts. Think that's gonna be the that's the thing. it's Ezra's story continuing through Ahsoka. And that's my right. opinion. So we just gotta get to the end so you can see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm hoping based on what I've seen in Rebels, I'm because I'm assuming in these last couple episodes we will see Ahsoka again near the yes. end. Okay. Because the last time we saw her was her walking out of the temple away from Darth Vader. Yes. That Ezra and the rest of the crew doesn't know she's still alive, but we as an audience do know she's still alive. Yes. I'm hoping... I understand why they had to call it Ahsoka, because A, it's the Rosario Dawson character, and B, they've lately named it after one of the main characters. But they're going to need to make up their minds. Either it's going to truly need to follow her... Or the entire group. And if it follows the entire group, I'm not sure I would have named it Ahsoka. But I'm hoping there's enough. With the fact that we've seen the trailer, that the main idea of it is to go find Ezra again. Because I'm assuming he's still being tempted by the dark side and training with the Emperor, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, Or whatever. So but, we really shouldn't talk about this until you watch yes. the last
2: episode. Yes. Okay. Because okay. the, the okay. last, last Fair. Yeah, the, the last the, episode the is the last two episodes.
4: Is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, this is me personally. I would recommend if you if if people have watched episode 10 here, season four, we're gonna suggest, I believe, to watch uh 13 and then 15. It's either 15 or 15 and 16. It's so one 15 a, and, is a, is and, it's 16 and 16. You have to watch both. Yeah. We have to watch both, but it I don't think they call it. I think it's I think 15 is just a 45 minute episode on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, that's okay. okay. I think so. I don't think they actually call it, but I'm I could be wrong. But anyways, those watch three <laughs> I I would actually suggest the whole go end. forward from episode 10 and watch eleven through the end the whole end if you have it, the time. It is an arc. Um, an arc. um because yeah, because all that's everything left from here forward is one single story. Um you don't need uh eleven and twelve that much to to but but 13 is going to drop you in the middle of a st- of the story and then skipping 14 you'll miss a little bit but i i, I think i think what we've su- recommended which is 13 15 and 16 will get you the gist of it and will set you up i also i don't know if you've done this Gina watch the end of when you watch the end of ep- of the last yes. episode watch yes. the ahsoka trailer right after yes. okay. it and you're like oh my god I'll do it again
4: i'll do it again because when i watch the ahsoka trailer for the first time i'm like yeah this is rebels so it's yeah. gonna be really this is okay. rebels good yeah so you'll, you'll
2: you'll you'll really get what the store i said we'll talk yeah. about it next week when we finished it yeah about what we think Ahsoka is going to be about, because oh, I think so it becomes clearer when you know the ending of Rebels.
1: Yeah, and so Pete, you are correct on Disney Plus. It is just fifteen is a forty-six minute episode. Great, yeah, so
4: it's perfect. Yeah. It goes fast. You don't even feel it. You don't. Even, it doesn't feel yeah. like it at all. It Ooh, goes so fast. Uh, no, Rebels goes fast for me. It feels like a-
1: to what?
4: Clone <laughs> Wars.
3: Okay, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree with the Gina. I think why I'm liking it is there are quick, fast episodes
4: They're fast. where Lots I happened. could watch.
3: I could watch two or three, follow mm-hmm. the story, and then I could quickly pick up. Um, I tried watching Lone Wars*. I did not get like farther yeah. than two episodes. Yeah. I'm loving this watching them in order. Yeah. So okay.
1: awesome! Yeah,
4: highly so. so. I'm so excited. Okay.
1: <laughs> awesome. All right. We do have a little bit of Disney Plus News, so it's time for Disney so, Plus News. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Go ahead. Sorry. So Steve commented he's enjoying Rebels. Derek, are you enjoying it, or are you finding it
1: a chore that you have to go through this? Both. To be perfectly <laughs> honest. Is to it too... It depends, well, it depends on the episodes. Some of the earlier episodes... Are really, too kiddish. No. I oh. lo- no. I like the kid okay. episodes. Okay. I like being able to go in, it's twenty minutes, I watch it, I get the whole because the early ones were I watch twenty minutes, I get the whole story, I can move on. As it gets later, it's getting into more of the serialized um, which I'm not as big of a fan of. Got it. Yeah. You know me, and this goes this is why I don't like Marvel. If you miss Mm -hmm. four episodes if you know if I miss two movies over here, I'm not gonna have an idea what's going on in ten movies over here. True. So, yeah, yeah. and Star I will say Wars. that's one reason I, yeah. So the later this week's Rebels episodes were a little bit of a slog for me, to be perfectly honest. Um, just because I know it's the ones we picked threw us into the middle of, of, of story arcs, yeah, right, but. I also didn't want to have to take the time to watch three seasons worth of show.
4: Sure. I get it.
1: Yeah. No. And,
2: and, and we you know, again, we were trying to condense it as much as possible. Right. And as I said, I, I, I agreed with, and you know, you and Gina worked this out. And for the most part, I, yeah. I argued a few, but I agree. We got to keep it brief. As I said, if you if you're enjoying this, I still would really it's say <laughs> go eleven through sixteen. Yeah, I mean, I realize line. it's it's six episodes; it's going to take two hours, but it's Best really going to give you um, it's going to be much clearer what's going on, what the what the overall plan is, as opposed to boop and
4: boop. Yeah. <laughs> and then one more thing: I just saw the rating for Ahsoka, and it's it's fourteen; it's fourteen M or whatever. It's not. It's not Jura, Star Wars for kids. So they rated it. They rated it high. Like they rated it 14.
1: Yeah. Which is in line, though, with Obi-Wan. It's in line with Mandalorian. It's right. in line with all the others are. So,
4: I'm just saying Rebels is Y7, and this is M14. So that's,
1: that's okay. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Now, even though she hasn't done the song in a while, it's time for the Disney Plus New Who's. Which Kate, I'm calling you out on this one. Just start, you know. Haven't had the song lately. Okay, first news: the another price increase is coming to Disney Plus uh, effective October twelfth. The price for commercial free Disney Plus is rising to thirteen ninety nine a month, which makes it double the price it was a year ago. Um, then uh, Hulu is also getting an increase to seventeen ninety nine a month. Uh, But if you do the premium bundle for $19.99 a month, you get both Disney Plus and Hulu ad-free. The Disney Plus ad version is not changing price. So there is that. This comes in advance of the two services combining later in the year, which apparently looking at it will be $19.99 a month. So it's... That's high. That is the same price as Netflix premium. And for the most part, not as good as quality
2: as Netflix premium. Well, what I would say is it's not as good a... Netflix puts out a lot of new stuff. Yes.
4: A lot of original, too.
1: A lot 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 of of of, original. Decent original stuff. Yeah. The decent Hulu stuff lately has been only murders in the building and nothing. The only decent Disney, original Disney plus stuff lately has been... nothing so well
2: i mean yeah cuz i mean disney
4: okay, hopefully. It, it's <laughs> it's
2: it's basically i mean the the stuff the original stuff you go for is the marvel and the star wars and they're cutting back on that and the marvel stuff hasn't been as good quality um and you know star i wars. mean okay. star wars we haven't gotten anything since um i mean bad batch we haven't gotten anything since obi wan right or no oh, Mandal- Mandalorian. mandalorians hey,
1: was that was that and no, Andor you're right. Andor was there. in the fall. Yeah, Andor, was Andor before.
4: Okay, Andor, Andor was before and- Obi Wan.
1: Yeah. I no. think. No, no, Andor. I don't was think actually. so. Andor. They was right around, honestly, they the one blurred right into the other. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> they did. So yeah, Mandalore, But Mandalorian season three and uh and Boba Fett were not good. No, so. Okay, the second thing we have going is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny being released to streaming retailers on August 29th. Uh, follow If it follows the recent release schedules, it will put it on Disney Plus at the end of September or mid-October. My prediction is uh, the Plus prediction is October 12th. Uh, that would put it the same date as the price increase. Would put it what is probably two weeks after Elemental, which will probably be September 27th, and it will put it a week after the Loki premiere and Ahsoka finale, which is October 4th-ish. Do you think, because I mean, they always do a Disney Plus Day. At first, they did it
2: on the same date, but they've moved it around. Do you think we're going to see Disney Plus Day be Ahsoka finale, Loki premiere? And indie And indie, And maybe even Elemental all at the same time? I mean, they that's, they, could, they, they, they because they usually would,
1: try to do a push for because that, that would you know? give them a week before they raise the prices. Yeah. So that Maybe. would make sense would make our job a little bit harder, but um, <laughs> would make sense as far as I think I think Elemental is going to come out on the 27th. Because yeah. the DVD comes out the twenty sixth.
4: Oh yeah, it'll be. And the
1: that's the same release. That's the same way they've done Little Mermaid. That's the same day mm-hmm. they've done Guardians. Is DVD comes out Tuesday. It's released on Disney Plus on Wednesday. It's good. Mm-hmm. So, which to me makes no sense in in a in a business model makes zero sense. I understand. Yes, bring it out a month before because anyone who's going to buy it or rent it for that month is that's when you're going to get your stuff. But then give it at least a week to be on DVD and (laughs) Blu-ray. For the people not streaming. People will actually might go buy it because otherwise, why would you buy this stuff? With phones having 126 gig of memory these days, iPads and computers having terabytes of memory, these movies being three and four gig of memory at all, why would you ever buy a DVD or Blu-ray? I mean, I'll I'll be honest. I
2: don't know why you would buy them at all anymore. I mean, unless it's a unless it's a movie that you love so much, you know you're going to watch it over and over and over again.
1: You can stream it. Well, except (laughs) now, like okay, but like top okay prime example is Top Gun Maverick. We bought it because we didn't want to pay for Paramount. We just wanted Top Gun Maverick, so we bought it digitally so we could have it anywhere.
4: Still digital. You did not buy the DVD.
1: Do you realize how hard it is to find a DVD or Blu-ray player these days? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Best, <laughs> no. Best, Buy does not, Best Buy does not carry them in the... Well, I carry one model in the store. The only place you can find them is Amazon these days. Yeah. So,
4: yeah. Maybe it's for oh. those old school people like me who had all the
1: VHSs. No no, 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 no. no, no. You, you could <laughs> drop one word there. It's not old school. It's old people. <laughs> no, but
4: remember when, like, all the VHS. I had the whole Disney VHS oh, yeah. like catalog. So maybe it's those kind of but, people who are like, I want see, to have w- a catalog.
2: Yeah, I would argue that there's still a place for owning movies, not just because you don't have you you don't have the service that has it on it, but like, I don't know where this movie is going to be in three years. I mean, we can all presume. We, we we can assume that Disney Plus will
1: have uh, a good point. Guardians 3 forever, but we don't know that, you know? Yeah. So if Amazon would ever go belly up, all the digital movies you downloaded from them, if you look at their rental agreement, mm-hmm. you do not own those in perpetuity. Unless you bought. It's essentially a super long-term rental, right? Oh. So there is something to be said for actually owning a copy of it. If you look at it that direction,
4: well, yeah. to that now. Princess Bride 20 different ways. That's, <laughs> That's the one movie I have. That's the only <laughs> movie I have like 20 different ways. I have the Buttercup edition, I have the 50th edition, whatever. I have all the. So, <laughs> all
1: right. Next week. We are diving back into the vault again, which is nice. We are going to be doing Sword in the Stone, the Mm -hmm. classic tale of Arthur and Merlin and Archimedes and Wart and the whole crew and Madame Mim. Yes, one of the best, one of the best Disney villainesses. She's great. So, going to be so we're going to be doing Sword in the Stone, which has been requested by Kate multiple times, and I have been assured that she will be here for this. Yay. Um, We're also going to be doing Rebels Season 4, Episodes 13 and 15, 16, or 15, however you need to look at it. On Disney+, Plus. it's only 15, but it's a long episode, which are the episodes that are going to lead directly into the following week, which is Ahsoka. Yay! Also want to give our audience a preview of what's coming up in about a month so you have time to watch this. Mid to late September, we are going to be looking at the original series Zorro, the first Disney original TV series that was like that was not Mickey Mouse Club or Disneyland. It was the first scripted, serialized Disney series. Going to give you guys about a month notice because we're going to be looking at what are essentially the first 13 episodes of season one. It's the first story arc. Because it was two seasons of 39, approximately 39 wow. episodes each. They only wow. did seasons of it. And yet it is so iconic that it has in- introduced a couple fairly bad Antonio Banderas movies. <laughs> and lot- I like the first one. The first one wasn't bad. The second one was bad. The second one was bad, yes. Um, so that is coming up. But we want to give you guys, because they are about 25, 27 minutes a piece to watch it. I would argue with one of the best Disney theme songs ever. Um, but that gives you time because we're going to be looking at those for instead in about a month is when we will be looking at those. Um, we do have a couple openings coming up the next few weeks. If you have any suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. I need suggestions because we've got all ideas, we've got all sorts of ideas, but we want to know what you want us to watch. Okay? that way, and if you want us to watch something and you want to be on the show, we would love to have you. Okay? Uh, we have new episodes coming out Thursdays on YouTube and all the major podcasting services for Gina, Pete, and Steve, Kate, and Absentia. We are the Plus Platoon, and we will see you guys all next week. Bye, guys. Howdy, howdy, howdy. howdy.
0: Thanks for watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple Podcasts and leave those five-star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon.